0: choices between two and uh, who you win will be announced on the 6th of October during the IAF General Assembly. I can only say that if you listen to us and you will be at the General Assembly, please raise your hand for our beat, because we will be more than happy to welcome you in Poznań in 2026 and to show you something, the legendary Polish hospitality.
1: Hey Space Watchers, this is Space Café Radio, your channel about great people and awesome events. Did you know that Poland is bidding for IEC 2026? I came across this information just last minute and I reached out to the man behind this bold vision, to Lukasz Wilczynski, President of the European Space Foundation, mastermind behind the Space Communication Alliance and organizer of the European Rover Challenge. I spoke with him before he entered the plane to IC 2023 in Baku to defend his bid for IEC 2026 in Poznan. Here's his story. I'm Thorsten, publisher of Spacewatch.global. Enjoy listening. Hey Lukas, welcome back to our Space Cafe radio. So, how are you doing today?
0: Good, very excited after finishing the European Rover Challenge last week and excited before IEC 2023.
1: First of all, congratulations to this very successful European rover challenge that is developing bigger and bigger. We had our first Space Café radio over a year ago on the ERC. Can you summarize that for us?
0: Yeah, it's definitely the different rover challenge than we discussed last year. So, for example, the first unique thing was to introduce drones this time for the, one of the scientific tasks. And the second, I think the most important for us was to introduce the digital certificates because now every member of the team is receiving a special digital certificate. Then uh, it's summarizing all the work the person individually was giving into his team or her team. And it's also describing on what level the person was engaged, senior, mid, junior, or even team leader, so this will be very helpful for the future employees to see, to observe the person and to see how the person is updating his data through all the process. And I know that from the teams that they were very happy about this kind of in novelty, because this is the only robotics competition that, that introduced this kind of higher level judgment regarding those sort of
1: certifications. Again, congratulations. I'm deeply impressed what you and your team built over the last years, but before we look into your new big project, so tell us more about the Polish space sector. Also, there is a lot of dynamics at the moment.
0: It's the space sector in Poland is, I think, in the very interesting moment right now, because first of all, it's stably growing. Currently, it's almost 15,000 people are employed in the Polish space sector. It's approximately 400 companies and institutions operating with this branch of economy. What I can say so far, our present in space is is based on instruments provided by Polish companies that have been used in over 80 space missions of ESA and NASA. We as a Poland, we launch into over 16 satellites and few more are waiting in the line. And right now, what is very interesting, I think it's very exciting also for the Polish to say that we have one of the most extensive satellite survey tracking telescopes worldwide. So this is very interesting. And regarding the international cooperation, Poland, of course, is a member of uh, European Space Agency since 2012. So we celebrated the 10th anniversary last year. We actively participate not only in ESA, but also in EU, UMEDSAT and EDA programs uh, of research, space technology and satellite technology. We also cooperate with NASA. Poland is 13th signatory of Artemis Accords. But what is more... Poland, together with Brazil, is also co-chairs the Artemis Accords Emerging Space Actors Working Group. So Poland is not only the part of Artemis Accords, but very also a very active member of this initiative. And last but not least, we are also active in EU SST consortium partners. So we are providing data, observational data of artificial satellite objects using this mentioned network of telescopes and the laser stations. What is very also unique, I think, for the Polish space sector is mostly SMEs. When you observe what is happening in Poland, it's also mostly based on SMEs. We can see a lot of robotics, mechanics, robotics, space robotics. We can see AI very also being developed right now in Poland and IT. IT is very strong. IT in space sector is very strong in Poland. So there are companies providing that. And of course, there are companies that uh, are already going abroad and proposing, for example, the small constellations of satellites or satellite platforms, as to be precise.
1: I recall that we had in our first Space Cafe Poland one representative from an IT company but doing space stuff now. And that was very interesting to hear. And they're doing their projects with ESA, if I'm not mistaken. That was an example of
0: actually a downstream company. That if using the Copernicus data and it not only works with ESA, but also with DLR, because they provided the Code DE platform for using the data for the German government. And we can say that this is the Polish prime contractor when it comes to the build, the infrastructure and processing the satellite data. So we have in this part, we have the prime contractor in Poland.
1: But let's focus now on your new Super exciting, challenging, mega projects. You are bidding for the IAC, the International Astronomical Congress, 2026. So we have Baku these days. We have 2024 on Milano in Italy. We have 2025 Sydney in Australia. So why 2026 Poland?
0: I don't know if you know, but IAC was in Poland once. Really? In 1964. So <laughs> a very long time ago. And then if we can say Poland was a totally different country. It was so much behind. Did you say 1964? 1964. Yes. So it
1: was even before me.
0: Yes. And this was very far behind the Iron Curtain and it was a different country. We cannot say it was Poland even, because in these times we were very under the, the Soviet empire. But now Poland is a totally different, independent world. And as a whole of Eastern Europe, it's it's a different place right now. Our country is developing a lot. It's a very rising market, also in the space technology, and has a very good strategy of increasing the investment in both public and private space. So we can already see this. And Poland became an essential player in the space sector due to our geopolitical location in, in central Eastern Europe. So this is natural. Poland is also a leading member of the Visegrad group that brings together Czechia, Poland, Slovakia, and Hungary. Actually, all of them actively supported our bid. And we also one of the leading members of the Free Seas initiative. So this initiative unites 12 European Union countries connecting the Baltic, Black, and Adriatic seas, where also many of these countries supported our bid. So there are many opportunities in this region, an experienced workforce, and a lot of opportunities for new businesses in the space sector. So this is why Poland, but why we want to apply for 2026 exactly. So the answers will be actually two. So one is why we are applying this year, 2023, So this year is very, as I said at the beginning, it's a historical breakthrough moment for the Polish space sector. First of all, we increased uh, our contribution to ESA by almost 30 million euro. So it's a big race here. We already signed an agreement and announced the first Polish ESA astronaut to fly the ISS next year. Uh, Recently, it was also on the Space Watch Global, I've seen it. That was announced the first Polish uh, Orbital Moon mission plan for the 2030. And some of the equipment is already being chosen for that mission. And finally, this year in Poland is uh, 550 anniversary of the birth of Nikolaus Copernicus. Receiving this message, so the next ISC will be in Poland at almost the end of this kind of year. That is very important. And there, there are a lot of space initiatives for whole year will be absolutely this kind of spark that we need to raise for the space sector. And this is why this year we are applying for. And the 2026 will be also a very good reason to have the IEC. First of all, I told you about this increased contribution to ESA. This is for two years. In 2026, we will have the first two years period of this historically increased contribution to ESA, And then we will be able to show the first effects of it for our economy, but also having IEC in Poland to keep that contribution at the same level, at least for the next periods. In 2025, we will hold the EU presidency. So it will be an excellent opportunity to Mm -hmm. promote IEC also in Europe and to policy and decision makers in the whole continent, but not only. So as you can see, the space is our future. So IEC in Poland, in Poznan in 2026 will be the perfect fit for the region's further expansion to boost the space sector interest, not only in Poland, but widely in the Eastern Europe.
1: Oh, you just mentioned Poznan. That's interesting. When you talk about Poland, then the usual choice would be Warsaw. That's a city that most people know. But tell us more about Poznan. I know it's 250 kilometers away from Berlin. It's almost a home play for me. But is it a good place for the IEC?
0: First of all, Poznan has the biggest trade first in Poland. And one of the biggest, I think, in Europe and one of the oldest one, they have over 100 years old. This is a tradition, international trade fairs in Poznań. So many people, not only from the space sector, I think that they sometimes participated in some trade fairs in Poznań already. And this is a city that is very easy, accessible by plane. There is an Lavica airport in Poznań and also by train. Because the train station, the main train station in, in Poznań, is just two minutes across the venice and, and the international airport in Poznań is 20 minutes from the venice But it's also well connected because you have Berlin Airport, so it's like by train it's two hours. And you have Warsaw Airport, so it's also two hours. So it's well connected. This is for the location. The venice is great because it can handle really big firsts, big conferences. Bigger than I see, because in the history they hosted, for example, events up to 50,000 people. So 50,000 people came with all the hotels hosting them, etc. So Poznan can handle this kind of amount of people. And what I like in Poznan also is that it's a very compact city. Everything like venue, hotels, restaurants, everything is in the walking distance. So this is very important. Because you spend some time during the day, then you you can go with your friends or your business partners for the special receptions or or the smaller meetings, business meetings. And then you can choose many different styles of restaurants. There is even some of them, they have Michelin announcements and one of them is the Michelin star. There are 11 restaurants in Poznan with the uh, Michelin mansion. And what is very good to say, Poznan is in the very stable place. When you see the map of the Europe, geographically, it's right in the heart of the European Union. So lots of businesses are around Poznan. And of course, last but not least, Poznan is a very beautiful city. I don't know if you know that Poznan was the first capital of Poland. So you have King's Castle, you have Imperial Palace over there. But the city is very liberal. It's open to everyone. You can find every kind of culture and the religious in Poznań. And Poznań is very open to everyone. Also respecting the rights of LGBTQ plus community. Actually, the mayor of Poznań that is coming with us to Baku, he was the first mayor of any city in Poland that participated in pride parades. So actually, this places the Poznań as a city for everyone, because the space is for everyone. That's why Poznań.
1: That's interesting to know. All these ambitions aside, you can't do an IAC without support, without sponsors, without money. And we talk about big money. Who supports you today?
0: So let me start with the supporters first. So the organizations that we receive already, the letters of support. Of course, we have full support of Polish government on each level, including the prime minister, who is very eager to know the outcome of IAC 2023. We have full support of Polish Space Agency. Actually, they are our meritorial partner, so they are also cooperating with us very closely, and the local government, of course, even the mayor is coming to with us. We have full support of the Polish Space Industry, like, for example, Polish Space Industry Association. They are actually part of our local organizing committee, so they are already on board. And all the universities, space universities, like, for example, there is a European Space University for Earth, Earth and Humanities, UNIVERSEC, that is presented in Poland by AGH University in Krakow. They are also supporting us, but also the UNIS University, a European University, led by Poznań University of Technology, regarding the support of the space agencies. So I will start with ESA, because we received the official letter. EUSPA, the Brazil Space Agency, Australian Space Agency, Korea Aerospace Research Institute, CADI. Slovak Space Agency, and UK Space Agency, but also SGAC, ISU, and also some companies I can mention here, the Planet Labs, the GMV, the Federalist Foundation, RiceTech for all, MoonKite, Wimi Global. So we have a lot of support coming from all over the world for that, and the more is coming every day. And we also, regarding the money, so first, I mentioned at the beginning the full support of Polish government. What comes with this support is also the interest of the state-owned companies. Among them, we have the oil and gas companies, we have mining companies. So there are a lot of state-owned companies and they usually support the big events, the big congresses when they come to Poland. But they are also interested in the space sector as a year by year, they use more services and data provided by the space sector. So this, this is like a double win for them. That's something we can already bring to the table. And we also have interest, also financial one, by these uh, universities, uh, European universities mentioned, because we have a lot of instruments, uh, European instruments, internal Polish instruments, also to support the young generations. So this is something that we are bringing to the table. There are also many foreign corporations, also Space One in Poland. They have factories here. Look at this as not only Polish bid. I'm looking at this as a CEE bid as the Central Eastern Europe IEC. So that's why we had this lot of support from Slovakia, from Hungary, from Czechia, from Baltic. And people representing these organizations are also our advisors. We are doing this together. So that's why I strongly believe that this will be very good for all the sponsors that would like to invest in this region.
1: I'm quite sure you have it at hand, but what is your 30-second elevator pitch? I think in Baku you will... Do that again and again, so maybe you can practice that or so what is unique in your position so?
0: Okay, so we have these obvious things like free public transport for all delegates and student volunteers. But we brought some very unique values to our beat. First of all, we are bringing accommodation for over 1,500 young professionals and students in dormitories at the very competitive prices. So very excellent places. We started from ERC. For the time being, when the IAC will be in Poznan, we are moving ERC to Poznan. So European Rover Challenge will be just next to the IAC in the second hall. And then by that, it's a possibility of attracting the general public over 30,000 of attendees that usually comes to see European Mm -hmm. Rover Challenge. So imagine this kind of
1: open day. That will happen in parallel then to the IEC. That's great, great news, so that even I can see the first time the ERC in person.
0: Yes, and we are also planning some interesting thing that before the competition will start, in the same hall, when we will build the Mars yard for the competition, we organize the welcome reception. It will be Martian style. We already decided to propose a special grant to co sponsor for the 50 young professionals from emerging countries. And th- this wants to be selected by IAF, because there are many people I have always invites. Some of them are coming from the countries that they don't have a special funding for coming to IEC. We are supporting 50 of them we are taking on us. And of course, the Local Organizing Committee is very unique because it's not a space agency leading this. It's an organization, my organization, European Space Foundation. We are also not only working in the space sector educating, but we are also the event organizer. So we have this experience. We partnered with the Grupa MTP and Poznan Congress Center. So very professional organizers. And they actually own the venue. So this is very important. And the company, The Way, that is actually making all the events creatively. And the Coty Conference. So as you can see, four professional organizers, two PCOs, including, this is the consortium that organized this. So the PCO is not some kind of subcontractor, it's in the local organizing committee. So this is very unique.
1: What will be next now? And when do we know more? So
0: now we go to back and participate in various meetings and presentations of our bid. It's only us versus Turkey and Talia this year. So the choice is between two. And uh, who you will will be announced on the 6th of October during the IAF General Assembly. I can only say that if you listen to us and you will be at the General Assembly, please raise your hand for our beat, because we will be more than happy to welcome you in Poznań in 2026 and to show you something, the legendary Polish hospitality. Wonderful.
1: Thank you very much, Lukas, for your time and good luck in Baku and we will follow up on that, definitely. Thank you, Justin, for having me here. If you have further questions, reach out to us at radio at spacewatch.global If you like these or other episodes of Space Cafe Radio, leave us a rating on your preferred podcast platform. It is the currency of today. And if you want to stay on the pulse of the space industry, please visit our website at www.spacewatch.global and subscribe to our newsletters. And of course, don't forget to become a space watcher. I'm Torsten Kreening, publisher at spacewatch.global, your independent perspective on space.